Hi everyone, thank you uh, for joining us uh, for our next session. We've got a fantastic session with Mary Holland and Ronan Conlon, uh, Global Payroll Reporting and Insights, what story does your payroll tell? So Mary, I know you know a lot of people on the session today um, and uh, we look forward to, to watching it. So over to you. Okay, okay. Thanks, 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 thanks Melanie. Melanie. So first, so first of, all, of all, on our on agenda, our agenda. We're gonna talk up a little bit about global reporting, why it's important for you, some benefits. And I have Ronan here that is gonna share his story, how he's using reporting in his organization to profile his work that he's doing in the global payroll space and be a strategic leader in the organization to support their business. So we'll be on to Ronan in a few minutes. So of course, I think it's obvious when we think about global reporting, why? It's very important for us to be able to explain what we're doing and provide the information. If I look at payroll, I think payroll is a wealth of knowledge. We have a pot of gold in our organization and how are we um, sharing that information with our management, our C-suite, all of that information helps our organizations make important decisions on where to hire people, where to spend money, the cost of benefits. So it's all very important that we do global reporting and when we think about that globally, we want to make sure that we can do reporting at the global level, all the way down to the micro level. And of course, what that does, we don't have one concurrency around the world. Do we have the ability to manipulate that data or change that data with different exchange rates and bring it maybe just to euros, maybe bring it all to USD, whatever currency that you need to have that reporting in, especially important if you have a uh, fluctuation in a country's exchange rate. So that impacts. When we look at reporting, we're telling our story. We're telling what payroll does each and every day. US payroll professionals are very passionate about the work you do. You are essential workers in your organization and you need to take the information that you have to share it out in your organization. We know exactly how many people are in an organization, what departments are in, who they support, we have information that finance needs to make key decisions on the business of the company. Moving over to the operations side, how many hours are, you, are employees working overtime? What's that cost to the business? Is it, it would it be better to hire an employee? You have that information at your fingertips to share. We just had a great session on social security and the, the pieces of global mobility. So that who's moving where, what countries they're in, the cost of expats is about three times the annual salary. So that information is key to a business owner if they're going to send somebody on an expat assignment. I think we talked earlier in the first session of, of the importance on compliance. Compliance is important, we need to know that. That is what payroll's key guiding factor is, the compliance and the employee experience. So making sure that we know what we're reporting, when we're reporting. And I always wanna think about, are we audit ready? So if an auditor comes in today, are we able to meet those um, requirements and have them at our fingertips? And of course, when we look around the world, there's many different benefit packages. What's the cost of benefits? And each country has a different view and take on, is that taxable or non-taxable? So it's important to share that information. Is the employer contributing to those benefits? What is that actual cost to the pension program they're um, contributing into our employees? So all of these reports and, that we have at our fingertips and the data, we're able to, to achieve operation efficiency for our organizations. So we are a key driver. We should have a seat at the table. And if we don't have that seat, 
Don't ask to have that seat. Take the seat and start sharing your reports. So making it a reality for your organization, look at what's happening currently. What reports do you have in your organization currently? Are leaders asking for information? Is the, do you have the ability to, pr to produce those reports? Start to look at some of the reporting tools and what other vendors have. So a question was talked to mention today about your vendor relationship in the first session. Ask your vendor what reporting is available. Rory mentioned that information should be able to, to be able to be come out, come out instantaneously, real time. That is a requirement. So what is, what's going on today? Are you waiting days for a report? What do you need? Talk to your vendor and communicate your needs. Look at what other vendors are providing. So it's important, even if you are with a particular provider, to see what other providers are doing. How do you benchmark against other providers to make sure that you're getting the state of the art reporting requirements that you have? And then look at what your stakeholders actually need. Are you meeting their needs and supporting them? Like the next slide, uh, the next slide just didn't move, but we can. Um, got locked in one, but I'll we'll just move on to. Uh, sorry about, um, sorry about that. We'll move into the the last slide, which is benefits. Before I um, bring on Ronan to kind of share his story with us. So of course, I think we all understand the importance of the benefits to the organization and the benefits to us. So making sure that you're thinking about the reporting you need, make this a priority and a strategic goal for yourself. Look at what you have, make sure you communicate to your leaders and stakeholders to see what they're doing and look at what's actually happening today in your organization. So let's let's jump right back in and let's talk about let's look and talk to to Ronan about what's going on today in his organization. Yeah, so, thanks, Mary. So, um, yeah, so I suppose just just uh, as an aside, so I suppose AMCS were an industry specific um, software provider for the waste and recycling sector. Um, we've we've uh, I suppose we've had a, a huge amount of growth in the last couple of years, which has added to our the complexity of our payrolls. I suppose at the moment we we've we've payrolls in twelve different countries uh, across three continents, and we've some contractors and a few other continents. I think we cover five continents in all. So. So it's it's a fairly global operation, um, and I suppose from our perspective, that that's definitely added a layer of complexity to our our payroll reporting. And as we continue to grow and expand, um, I think that 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 is going to become more of an issue for us. But you know, an issue that we have in hand, I think. So, um, you know, we've we've grown aggressively, I suppose, in the last couple of years through a lot of acquisitions as well. Which, you know, there's there, there's various integrations, and 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 they all have challenges. So I I'll just I'll talk talk to you a little bit about them um, as we go through uh, a few questions that you have there, Mary. Okay, so Ronan, we know that you're a global leader and you recognize that global reporting is strategic in your organization. So what, what do you deliver to your stakeholders today? And how do you use that to tell the story of what's happening today in your organization to the different leaders? So are you breaking things down at the global level or are you bringing it all the way down to the micro level? A combination of, uh, of of both, Mary. Um, so, so the first thing to do there, I suppose, is to define our stakeholders from a payroll perspective. So, I suppose number one, and, and probably most importantly, we have the employee itself. So, they have a fair expectation that their payroll, pension contributions, and taxes will will all be processed correctly. Um, they need to have faith in their pay slips. 
Um, number two, I suppose it's the local government authorities. We need to ensure full compliance in each jurisdiction, uh, or I suppose face the, the costly <laughs> consequences. Um, so all of our filings must be submitted timely and accurately. Then within the organization itself, we've stakeholder number three, um, the C-suite. So I suppose the C-suite aren't interested in the complexities of payroll in different countries. They've, they've enough complexities to be worrying about. Um, but they do expect to see reporting on fully loaded consolidated payroll costs broken down by departments in a in a constant currency. Um, so international boundaries from a, a functional and payroll reporting perspective are essentially a thing of the past. So as was departments in, in most software companies nowadays are uh, international. So that definitely adds a layer of complexity to our, our reporting. Uh, our stakeholder number four then would be department heads. So they want to see the fully loaded costs for their specific departments uh, broken down to a team level. Um, so suppose the C-suite want to see the global level uh, and, and the departmental level, the department heads want to see it on a team level and when required down to an individual level. Uh, but of course, that all needs to be done in a GDPR compliant manner. Um, so typically our reporting will not reveal individual pay details unless specifically requested. But I suppose the way I'd, I'd I suppose compare our, our payroll reporting is it's like a helicopter view. So I suppose for the, the C-suite, they, they see it from above and we slowly get closer to the ground and closer to the, the details. So that's that's kind of the way we operate it. And, and we only go into, I suppose, individuals pay details uh, on an as needed basis for, for, for confidentiality purposes. Okay, uh, Ronan, I like the fact that you brought into there's uh, no borders. So we are very global. So the ability to get information on uh, a certain area, let's say software engineers or engineering, and they're working across the globe, that's really important for leaders to understand the cost in certain locations. Um, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose that it's those kind of, it's having that data available um, enables the C-suite members to, to make their strategic decisions and, and you know, say, right, well, look, we need to hire a person, but we're going to hire in this location for, for cost reasons, or, you know, we need somebody closer to us here, we're going to hire somebody locally. Um, so, you know, all that data is absolutely critical for them when they're when they're looking to, to come up with hiring plans and that kind of thing. So we talked a little bit about the C-suite and the helicopter view looking down to look at their financial health. Um, what are some of the reports that you're providing to the C-suite? And then how often are you providing those reports to your C-suite leaders? So I suppose we would engage with them typically on a monthly basis. So um, we take payroll reports from our various different um, payroll platforms and add any accruals for annual bonuses, quarterly, bonu quarterly bonuses or commissions, et cetera, uh, to get their fully loaded annualized costs for, for all employees. Um, these costs are brought into our ERP system, which consolidates them to a single currency. And we would then review that with the C-suite and department heads. Um, our department heads are they're assigned budgets at the start of the year and, and targeted exit run rates for the financial year, uh, usually based on say margins or percentage of our recurring revenue or, or other such metrics. Uh, when we review them monthly, uh, how they're tracking against these metrics, you know, it's done for operating expenses as well as, as payroll expenses. So it's, it's, it covers the full picture. Mm -hmm. And I suppose critically, it's it's not just reviewed uh, in a past tense either. It's uh, very much we help them forecast the financial impacts of any headcount movements or any plans that they have that are coming. So, you know, we, we'd we'd work into it that that you know if they've got some planned exits, if they've got some planned hires, if 
if um, you know we try and build all that out for them uh, so that they can I suppose make critical decisions so that they can hit their targets and 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 you know the C-suite can I suppose direct the ship to where they need the, the, the business to go. So with with your reporting you're helping to tell their story where they are today and then the CC can see the financial health at a given moment or a given month to see where you are today and do they have to make adjustments in uh, the path that they're going to or do business owners have to take a look at what's actually happening have they overhired um, do you have additional costs so for things and revenue the, revenue wasn't expected um, the number yeah, wasn't so expected <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I suppose it, we, you know there are. We look at it against uh, budget and against some of the metrics, and and sometimes there are legitimate reasons for them being over that metric. And I suppose it's very much a case of if they're if they're over their metric, they they need to be able to justify it. The department heads and and quite often they, they they're they're quite good at that. But um, you know, similarly, what we'll often see is that they'll have savings versus them them metrics early in in the year because when they were putting through their plans, they. I suppose strategically uh, front-loaded it, uh, knowing <laughs> that it wouldn't happen till the back end of the year. But, but um, you know, once they're hitting their exit run rate, because I suppose with some of the the SaaS companies nowadays, you know, it can grow and change very, very quickly. So an annual budget can quickly become outdated. So we typically try to look at our exit run rate for the year as well, uh, and try and, and and plan towards that, so that we have a a, a good control of I suppose of our starting point for the next financial year. Yeah, and we, we all know that the cost of employees as, as assets to the company, there's a cost to uh, having employees and the cost to, for it's more than just the salary, it's all of the, the fringe benefits. It's the fringe it's, benefits and everything, yeah. So, yeah. so, so any, anytime we're reporting, it's it's always the, the, the fully loaded costs. Now, there are some obviously variables within that, 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 you know, you can only, when you're trying to do the forecasting, you can only forecast based on past data, but um we do try and look at it from a fully loaded cost point of view which uh you know varies from country to country there's different employers taxes different pension legislations various different things in different countries so uh you know it's important that we we, we manage to try and I suppose, capture all of that bringing it back to a, a single currency each time mm -hmm. and so what advice do you have ronan for global professionals that may be just starting out doing global reporting or or kind of may already have some reporting, what advice would you have to start to tell their story? And and what steps did you take when you, you joined AMCS in 2019? The very and, start of 2019, yeah. yeah. And we, I suppose we've, we've, we've grown extensively since then, but you know, any payroll professional starting out, um, I would, you know, I suppose at the very, very first step, I'd have a documented workflow for, for each monthly payroll or, or each payroll period. Um, particularly if you have a number of personnel feeding into the process, uh, you know, you need to be able to stand back and have a look at it and see where you're at with, with each payroll. So definitely a documented uh, workflow. Um, I think one of the important things is obviously an internally agreed hard deadlines for information being submitted for payroll processing. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of people on here that are working in payroll and, and I'm sure they're getting plenty of late requests. Can you include this in this month's payroll and that kind of thing? I think you need to be clear uh, with your your deadlines from the get go, and you know, try not to be too flexible with them. You know, try and try and adhere to them as strictly as you can. Um, payroll within our company, then it involves, I suppose, a strong overlap between uh, finance and HR. You know, I know some companies payroll sits within HR, other companies it sits within finance. I think, given the nature of payroll, it's it's very much a hybrid of the two. Um, 
so I think uh, HCM that contains the, the, the single source of truth can be very helpful. Um, I know Rory pointed it out in one of the earlier presentations that uh, a good HCM system won't cover all pay elements, but uh, I suppose I do think it can cover the core elements and the core details. And obviously there's always going to be a little bit that sits outside that. Um, the, the, the HCM systems aren't designed to, to, to process payrolls. So there's always going to be a little bit extra that we, we need to, but I think you can, you can probably get your core details from a, uh, a good HCM system, I think. Um, and, and I suppose finally, in terms of the reporting, um, you know, I suppose one of the challenges is that, you know, the reporting you get from, from various different payroll softwares in, in across different regions can look very, very different and take on different formats. So if you can try and keep your output reports in in similar formats uh, across regions, it, it makes it, uh, I think, a lot, lot easier when you're trying to analyze it and, and, and drill down into to, to certain details. And in, t in this morning's session, we talked a lot about technology and looking out there to see, is there technology that can drive all of these items together so that you have the ability to have reporting and visibility into, into single views? Um, the payroll landscape has changed quite a bit. So it's something that as payroll professionals, it is important for us to do our due diligence to look at what's uh, going on and um, what vendors are providing and services. Um, the automation and um, robotics was mentioned earlier today that can also be used in reporting, which is, is something that's very important. Now, Ronan, you mentioned um, mergers and acquisitions. And so how do, how do you use reporting to help in your mergers and acquisitions situation to be a key leader for your organization? Um, so, so with mergers and acquisitions, you, you, I suppose there's always going to be an, an, an element of centralization whenever there's a, a merger or an acquisition. So you kind of have to, to factor that in as part of your due diligence um, prior to the acquisition. But, um, you know, I think the first thing we need to do is, is, is liaise with HR and, and, and try and get them contractually moves over to to one of our existing entities if, if we have an entity within that country if not um you know i suppose we need to to find a, a payroll solution that that works and fits into our overall payroll solution um which i think we, we, we've pretty much done for any of the acquisitions we've done done lately um so i think it, it, it can vary depending on whether you have an entity in that country already where you've you've acquired the company or or if you're starting from scratch in that country um it can be a little bit more complex i think so for, for your stakeholders, what are some of the, the key reports that they're asking you for, Ronan, besides the C-suite um, on the benefit side or the HR? What are some of the things that they're looking for you to provide um, once payroll's done or the information that they don't have available to them so, to make key decisions? Uh, I suppose it can vary from uh, department to department. So uh, I know our support team, um, you know, we're, we have to have members of support on 24 seven, basically. So there's a lot of overtime work to a lot of people work weekends and they get paid additional for that. And I know that that department are, are you know, they like to look at their, uh, the cost of their overtime, because if, if they have a whole load of people doing overtime, it might mask the fact that they're under-resourced and they might need additional resources to, to fill that gap. So that's, that's another report that, that that specific department would look for. Um, but it can vary from department to department and, and, you know, what we're looking at another company might be looking at a different metric, but, uh, that's, that's definitely one that sticks out. Okay. And we talked, we talked a, a little bit earlier this morning about the number of vendors and what you need and services from your vendors. 
What do in the reporting area? What do you think um, you should do for RFP? What are some of the suggestions or things that you would recommend for people if they're out looking for vendors? What they should be looking at and and some things they should be asking their providers. Um, yes, yeah, so I suppose you need to. I suppose first of all, feel that feel comfortable with with, with any new vendor you're you're taking on. Um, they, I would probably put down their responsiveness to you as, as one of the key key issues when when establishing a relationship with with any new vendor, whether it be payroll or otherwise. Um, but probably, I suppose the the, um, the I suppose the reporting that they can can give to you, you know, that you you should be able to consolidate that and roll it up into the, the, your reporting structure. So. You kind of need to see what their reporting suite is um, that comes out of their system, and I think uh, you know a lot of payroll systems are are relatively similar, but but in some countries it can it can be quite different. So um, something that works for you, whilst also being uh, I suppose secure, and what most employees are, what a lot of employees are looking for now is a a self service portal where they can go in and and, and access their pay slips digitally. I think. Uh, you know, we, we took over one company and they were still receiving their, their payslips uh, physically, which, you know, I thought was a, a thing of the past a few years ago, but obviously it's still going on. But, you know, somewhere where they can access their, their payslips digitally and, and it, it can be stored there uh, that, that makes the user, that the employee experience that little bit easier, I think, is, is kind of one of the critical things as well. I think yes, I I think you're you're right on at that. Running to think about what that employee experience is, that's a piece of reporting. That's one of the stakeholders that you need to support, and definitely that saves time if they're able to access the information timely and they have access to to getting that information. What I've also seen with um, some RFPs is really taking what you the reports that you know you need to have, talking with your talking with your potential provider or services and having them show you, uh, can they produce that report? We talked a lot this morning about real time. So yeah. um, there were some statistics about how we get the reports today. Um, do we have to have the vendor produce the report for us that we need or can we produce that real time? Because we, we know as the data moves through its process, it has to be real time because it has no value to us if it's two or three days old, especially if we look at things like overtime, right? That's key to an organization to get real-time information for that and to be able to tell the story because you never know when somebody's going to ask that question. Sometimes the questions come from senior leaders and we don't know why, but then be before you know it, you may find out that you've just acquired um, a, a group of employees in France. They may be asking you questions on what is the cost of benefits in France, the fringe benefit piece. So it's important that you have that ability to provide the information, to tell the story. And then I would say real time, because often sometimes on RFP questions, and um, it's easy to ask the question, do you have reporting? And it's easy to say yes, because of course they have reporting, but what is it that you need in your organization? And I look at things like being able to, to slice the data, whatever level you need it from, the, the global level at the at the most macro point all the way down to the employee. So I'm meeting the needs of the C-suite, meeting the needs of in your organization, you have your business departments with no borders, right? So we're able yeah. to give them all of their information. And then of course, down to there is reporting that, that the employee may need some information on, can we provide that employee some information? So making sure that you have that. 
And in a world with no borders and no countries that were all over the world, we have to bring it to a common currency to be able to to see what the value of our organization is and do financial health with that. So I think those are those are important. Absolutely. And and the real-time info piece as well. Like I can know the, I suppose with, with modern technology, we've all become very impatient. We expect to have whatever we're looking for at the click of a button. And the C suite can often be like that as well. Uh, so you need to have have access to close access to to the data that you can pull at any time um, to, to I suppose fulfill that. Uh, that that that's quite critical, I think. And your organization do, does the the C suite um, ask for information more than once a month, or are they just are they ad hoc asking for reports? Um, I, I suppose it's it can be ad hoc, uh, but it, typically it's, it is reviewed on a monthly basis quite closely. And you know, if they have a query, they'll probably come based on that review. But it can be ad hoc throughout the the, the month as well. So. That they was, constantly keep, keep you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, was the reporting structure set up when you got there, or did what have you done to enhance that reporting structure? So I, I suppose before I started, uh, you know, there wasn't an in-depth monthly review with the department heads, but yet they were being held accountable for you know to, to to meet certain targets. So I think you know the monthly reviews give them a better idea of their their expenses and their outgoings, both from a payroll and operating expenses point of view. So. Uh, I think that's probably benefited them. Uh, you you can't expect them to to you know to keep the show on the road without the the correct data to to help them make make decisions uh, for their department. So I suppose that's probably the the biggest thing is I, I've kind of enforced that that monthly review with everybody. Well, I think that's I think that's important. If they're being held to yeah. a budget, they need to know where they are Absolutely. in that budget, and, right? And and, and and from a payroll perspective, then as well. When when I started, we would have had. Uh, our payroll would have been done locally in the various different countries and we've looked to centralize all of that so that we have the information and the data uh, you know real time so i suppose when i started if we were looking for information we'd have to contact somebody in australia or new zealand for our payrolls down there and it could be 24 hours later before you get the information back whereas now that it's all centralized and everything it it, it makes the whole process a little bit uh, that little bit easier well, and I know that you've also worked with your HR teams. There's some things that are important for them to be able to have um, that they don't have in their system. So you've used um, some of the payroll technology that you're using to support them along with, um, I think it's really important what you've done. You have bonus potential. So you have the amount the employee has the potential either in percent or amount to earn in the year. So that yes, really, yeah, yeah. that really that does pull um, some great data for um, it, it does it, it helps us with the I suppose with the with our forecasting you know we, we'd accrue that obviously on a monthly basis and it's it's moved across the year but from a payroll perspective the cost is all in one month so you know we need to be able to factor that in when when employees are looking for or sorry when the c-suite are looking at the the data um we need to be able to to, to I suppose smooth that out uh you know that that that'll be critical for them no, I think it's I think it's critical, and um, you definitely entering in um, AMCS and recognizing as a global leader that how can they make decisions if they didn't have the information. So taking taking that first step to build out the reports, provide them that information. I I know because we've had discussions that you've added more into the, that reporting that helps to make the C suite and the business owner the business owner of that particular group understand what their costs are. And especially if we're accountable to a budget and we need to look at that or make adjustments for that, 
it is important to be able to measure that and, and do metrics on that information so that the C-suite has the financial health of the organization in any moment of time. So I think you've done a really good job to tell your story in your organization, but of course you've recognized all of the leaders in your organization, their business needs. Absolutely, so yeah. And, so and, and I suppose that there's, there's plenty, you know, there's always, you know, we're constantly looking for areas to improve on and, and something that we probably don't do enough of is just take a step back every now and again and see what we can standardize across regions. You know, there's there's plenty that you can standardize, but there's always areas that you can target, definitely. So, um, you know, it, it's it's continuous improvement, I think, is, is what all of us here are, are, are striving for in the, the payroll journey. Yes, and I, I think that the message, I think that you have important information, so share it out. If you're not doing it today, start small. Talk to your stakeholders, as, as Ronan um, gave us insight to the different stakeholders that he's working with in his organization. Of course, the key stakeholder is our, our partners in HR. They, we have information they may not be aware that we even have, depending on what they're, what they're actually supporting and the business needs. And I, I always like to... Ronan um, works in finance. I've worked in finance and HR, but my finance friends, I have a, I have a lot of information I can share. So why don't we share that um, with the organization? So it's important to, to contribute. We're hired to help the organization. So let's get our story out. You guys are valuable. You're essential. So I want to thank you for uh, joining us today. If you need, if you want to reach out to Ronan or myself, we're both on LinkedIn. So we're welcome. We'd be welcome to hear from you. And if you need any additional information, I'm happy to assist you. Thank you so much. That was such a, a, a great talk. So, so much information there, um, really fantastic. So thank you so much for your time, Mary and, and Ronan. Really appreciate that. Thank you. So thank guys, you. thank you, Ronan, sorry. Um, <laughs> over talking you. So um, thank you, as I said, we have our last session, the power of the payroll uh, profession. We've got three great speakers and really inspirational uh, payroll professionals talking about you know where payroll is now um, you know what lessons we've learned and what the future holds so um, we're just going to stop this session now and then we'll go straight to the next session so I hope you can join us so thanks a lot and again if you need to speak to Mary and Ronan they're going to be staying online you can direct message them um, and, and have a chat with them if you need to so thanks once again thank you thank you